Hello, this is Macca. G'day, Macca. Joel speaking. How are you going? Good, thanks, Joel. What's happening? Oh, wind rowing canola at the moment, mate. Up at Canamble, New South Wales. Wind rowing can, um, canola at Canamble. You should tell people what wind rowing is because some people haven't got an idea what wind rowing is. Yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, well, we, you cut the canola prior to harvesting it just so it all ripens together. It doesn't often ripen together, so you need it to all be to, to be dry and ripe at the same time. So wind rowing and putting into a, a row, um, yeah, makes it a lot easier to harvest. I see. And how, what time do you get up this morning, Joel? No, I've been here since midnight last night. I took over at midnight from the guy I'm helping out. And I'll be here till about 12 today, unless I run out of crop or it rains, which it could rain here. It's a bit of thunder and lightning in the distance, I can see. So, yeah. I wish it had rained about uh, six weeks ago, Joel. Yeah, it would have been nice. I'm from a little place called Area Park. It's looking pretty grim down there. They're cutting canola to bale at home, which is not ideal. Mm. Uh, we had a fair bit of frost as well. So, yeah, no, it's looking pretty grim. Um, this, is, this crop is amazing that it's done as well as it has the one on wind rowing. It's very good. That's what I thought about Canamble because it's been pretty dry out there too, hasn't it? Yeah, it looked pretty bad coming up, mate. We came up through uh, Nevertire and Tottenham and those in the back row there. Yeah, it looked very grim through there. But anyway, this guy's done well, so good luck to him. Yeah, exactly. So, Joel, you, you travel around doing the harvesting wherever you wanted? Oh, I don't do a lot of this anymore. I used to do a fair bit. I just had an opportunity over the weekend. I uh, came up Friday and Saturday and again today, but... I've got to go back to work Monday, normal job Monday morning. So, yeah, just do it from time to time. What's a normal job, Joel? I work for Landmark in rural, rural merchandise at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm and... 11, years, 11 years married today too, mate. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah. mate. Congratulations. My wife will not be listening at 5 in the morning or 4 to 6, I can imagine. Give her a ring. I'll give her, what's the number? Give her a ring. Oh, Wake her no up. way. She'll shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Joel. Good on you, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, see you in area. Where are you from? Area Park, did you say? Area Park. Down yeah, what? Little, da- little, yeah, about an hour north of Wallen. There's a Marural Silo Kickers on next Saturday, one of them. One of the unique sporting events in the world, mate. Kick a football over the rural silos. Billy Brown was made it famous. Right. Have you ever yeah. had a? Do you ever go at that? I have. I won it in two thousand seven. Lucky enough. Yeah. Did, did you get it over the silo? I did. I did. Yeah. How high yeah. is the silo? Oh, it's thirty metres up and I'm about twenty five across. I think. Wow. Yeah. So it's a pretty unique. Well, it is the most unique sporting event in Australia. I've done, and I challenge anyone to something more unique. So. And it's called the. Marul Silo Kick. Marul. Google, Google that, mate. You'll see a video of Brownless kicking it over back in the uh, early 90s. And, yeah, none of those sort of guys come anymore. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big draw card. 1500 bucks a winner, I think, this year. And, yeah, and that, a lot of other events. And that's next week, is it? Or Yeah, this coming, the next Saturday, the 14th, yeah. Uh, all right. Good on you, Joel. Great to talk. Thanks, thanks mate. See you, mate. mate. Bye. Oh, good morning, Macca. It's Dale Siddles from Fitzgerald to the Mount Panorama for the running of the uh, great race. Of course, Dale. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. Yeah, but... back, for, back for trip number 52 to the to the mountain. <laughs> now, you're from Victoria, is that right? Or Queensland? Yes. Uh, Heathcote in central Victoria. Yeah, and and you're a Ford man. Ford man through and through, yes. That's right. <laughs> and, the, and the Fords are very strong. We've only got six in the race, but they're all in the top ten, and we've got them one of them on pole. So doesn't mean they're going to win, Dale, does it? It doesn't, no, doesn't no. mean in, in a race like Bathurst anything can happen. It's a long day. It's a 1,000 kilometres. It'll be six and a half hours. They're forecasting a little bit of rain, and just uh, it's all going to happen. Well, you've been there 52 times. What's the, what's the crowd like? You, you know, is, it, is it as good a year as uh, any, this one? Yes. I think so. Yeah, the campgrounds are all booked out. There's 35,000 people camped here on the mountain, and uh, then the day traffic comes in and just uh, 
Uh, I think the sport's in pretty good shape because Dick Johnson's team's doing very well. Uh-huh. And, and when Dick Johnson's team does well, the sport seems to do well. And it's in good shape and there's good racing and good competitors. And, uh, um, and of course, anything that happens around Mount Panorama is always good. So, Dar, what are you camp? Do you camp there at Pitt Street, or what? What's your deal? Or do you live in we've, in town in a motel and come out, or what? We run a, a friend and I run a uh, campsite called the Bathurst Hilton. Check it on Facebook, and we've got thirty guests in a big marquee just in the back of the pits, and uh, we've got uh, numerous drivers come and visit us. We've got an Elvis tribute artist staying with us. Uh, Holy mackerel! Gordon Don, uh, Donahue, he did a, a live gig on Friday night at our campsite, and we had probably nearly 200 people there for that, and that was just an absolute blast, and uh, um, lots of fun, barbecues, good meals, and um, 30 of us staying there, and then a few of us come up down here about quarter to four this morning and uh, and uh, set up camp for the day here, and we were, we were ready to go. So Dale, they talk about this is the last uh, the last race because it's Holden's and they're not made here anymore and Ford's uh, disappeared. So yep. what happens next year? I mean, uh, Ford's still in it, but they're made overseas, like that Mustangy thing that they've got out. Will that be racing or something? Or is well, is that, that hasn't happens? been hasn't been announced, but is likely to be for two thousand and nineteen. Two thousand and eighteen, they're going to continue to run these these Falcons and. Um, uh, Holden is going to have some selected races with a, a V6 air turbo engine in their new Commodore, which is uh, beyond the track, um, I think, later next year. They're going to do some wildcard entries just to develop it. So things will be different in 2019. I so see. This, I, this, one, this one will be probably the last pure V8 Falcons and Commodores, and we've got one of each on the front row of the grid, so it's it's looking good. What a shame. I'm meant to buy, you know, I've been meaning to buy a, a, a Ford Falcon like, uh, and I just missed out. I mean, I just uh, left it and left it, and then I went into a shop the other day. Ah, oh, you won't get one of them, mate. They're all gone. Yeah. Isn't that a great shame? Anyway, that's what happens, Dale. Yeah, well, our people in Australia love the outdoors and they're buying vehicles that are four-wheel drives and sports utes and they're imported and it's all of that. But, um, you know, Australia's a big country and everybody wants to see the outdoors and our towing limits and that sort of thing says, well, you've got to have a bigger vehicle to, to tow uh, the weights of things that we tow these days in Australia. And uh, sadly, um, Falcons and Commodores don't fit that. Bill. Oh, but yeah, people I think... Buy- you watch you watch the price of them go up. Just you know, as the as the years go by. Yep. yep. Just, uh, and and the best ones were made in these last few years. I mean, Commodores and Falcons have got wonderful specifications in them, and yeah. beautiful cars to drive, and quiet and smooth, and do everything well. And uh, I, I was driving past a. Uh, I, was, I went up to Inverell a couple of weeks ago, about four weeks ago, and doing something. I was coming back through Armadale, and I passed the Ford dealer, and I said to young Jase, was with me. I said, "Look, I said, there's a couple of." XR6 is there. So, so I parked the car and went inside and, and they were there and the bloke was on, the, you know, as, as usual when you go into a car, car, the bloke's always on the phone. I'm with you in a minute, mate. Um, and then he got off the phone and came out and said, oh, mate, uh, it was a blue one too, beauty, XR6. And I said, you know, my, um, I said, mate, how much? He said, oh, mate, they're not for sale. They're just here. <laughs> so they were just, somebody owned them and they were just there sitting there. Huh? Anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I nearly had a heart attack, Dale. But anyway, you enjoy it this, today, uh, Dale. I'll watch a bit of it. But um, it's a great race, isn't it? A great race. And the people. It's the people, Dale. It's the people, I reckon. It is. There's some wonderful people in pit lane in the teams and some uh, some very clearly people engineer-wise oh. uh, that are running at high specification. They do a good job. The fans, well, 
you never have a blue amongst four to Holden people, and our campsite's probably half and half, and it just adds to the camaraderie of it all and uh, good fun. Good on you, Dale. All uh, right. Always keep keep in touch if there's anything, any late-breaking news. Just give us a ring from Pitt Strait, okay? I will. The V8s have got to practice at 8 o'clock, and then the race starts at 10 past 11. Good on you, mate. All the best. Thanks, Maga. See you, Dale. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, g'day, Macca. This is Paul calling you from Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood. <laughs> of course. Paul, what are How you doing? How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. What are well, you doing on Hollywood Boulevard? Well, well Macca, I find myself being a loyal lieutenant of yours, and I think it's only fitting after 35 years of radio in Australia that someone needs to put your name in one of the stars here on Hollywood Boulevard. So that's what I'll be doing this morning for you, all this afternoon. How do you do that? Well, mate, I'll go to the... Well, there's, there's a couple of empty stars here. I mean, I'm walking along, I'm seeing George Clooney, Bob Hope, um, you know... Jane. Mate, that's pretty, that's pretty heady so, company. That's pretty heady company. I'm not... Well, well, well Macca, I'm only thinking to myself, mate, I hope we hold, hold you in my regard that it's only fitting your name should go along Walter O'Keefe, um, Madonna, Mariah Carey, and I'm going to put Macca right in the middle of it all, mate, because that's how we... That's how much I, I rate you. So <laughs> I just want to let you know. Well, thanks, Paul. Um, what are you What are you doing on uh, Hollywood? What are you doing in uh, in LA? Well, I spent a week in New York, and I'm in LA at the moment, and heading heading to Las Vegas in a couple of days to, uh, you know, I enjoy taking pictures, Macca, So that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. So I'm really enjoying myself, and and I've uh, sort of uh, been looking forward to, to giving you a buzz and letting you know what a what an icon of Australian <laughs> radio I think you are, and I think it's only fitting that um, that I'll take some photos and I'll send it your way. Well, thank you very much. What? Uh, where do you Where do you live in uh, Australia when you're here, Paul? Oh, I live at um, Kellyville, Northwest oh. Sydney. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a journey getting here, but I thought, um, you know, it's well worth having a look at how uh, how the opposite side of the world is and, and uh, their lifestyle and, uh, and insights into the culture. And I think it's fantastic just to have an opportunity to go on a bit of an adventure. And um, and talking to you this morning is probably going to be the highlight of that adventure, Macca. <laughs> So when you when yeah I'll say when you when you say you take photos you're not you don't do that professionally you just do it uh, as oh, it's no, your hobby or what? Yeah, I enjoy doing a Macca. Look, I go out in Sydney and catch a couple of sunrises a couple of times during the week, and uh, I really enjoy that. And and, and travelling across the globe is something I've sort of always wanted to do. And 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 being my age, it gives me an opportunity to do a bit more of it now, and I'm really thriving on that. And I enjoy it. It's, um, and, and it's a good insight in terms of how other people live around the world and, and how lucky we are living in Australia and, and Sydney compared to um, the rest of the globe. So it's been quite fascinating, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place. Um, I was there a long while ago, actually, well, 20 years ago, 25 years ago on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Interesting, isn't it? It's always yeah. interesting to go somewhere yeah. else, Paul. So. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Look, I just do a lot of work. I travel down the Riverina. I work for a large flour miller, an Australian family-owned company. And mm-hmm. uh, so I get to see a bit of our... Our country, and um, I'll tell you what, Mac, we're very lucky to be living where we're living, even though it's fantastic at 34 degrees on a cloud in the sky in this popular part of the world. I think, uh, you know, looking forward to coming home and, and catching up with friends again. Yeah, you say you're in the flour milling business. Um, Joel just rang from Canamble just before six. Um, yeah. He's out windrowing canola, and uh, he said the, the place he's on, he said he's lucky because he's got a bit of a crop, but there's a lot of uh, crops, certainly in New South Wales and Queensland and... Yeah, it doesn't look good for the growers this year. I know that for a fact. It doesn't look good at all. No, but uh, down south, probably in Victoria, some parts of Victoria have had some good rain, and in South Australia, yep. have had some rain, and 
yeah. in the West. Well, you know, mixed, mixed good and bad, as, as it always is, I suppose, every season. Uh, it is, Paul. Yeah. So, Macca, would you like me to send your photo of your name in a star? Yeah, of course, of course. On yes. the Hollywood Boulevard? I'll yeah. do that. I'll definitely send it through to Kel a little bit later this morning. All right. And, um, you know, I just want to let you know, we, you know, listeners, we, we hire you in the, the highest regard and, and we're right. coming here on Hollywood Boulevard and calling you. Mate, it just amplifies that. Good on you, Paul. Great to talk, mate. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks, mate. See bye. Bye-bye. Bye. G'day, this is Macca. Hi. Hello. Um, excuse my voice. I'm just recovering from influenza A, so... What's your name? My name's Beck. I'm ringing you. I'm just watching the sun come up. I have a Swansea Channel. I've been out here fishing since four o'clock. Swansea Channel, that's uh, Newcastle Way. Uh, south of Newcastle, yeah. north of Sydney, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely beautiful morning. And um, I've been listening to you for, oh my gosh, so many years, it's not funny. And you just, it's not Sunday morning without you, Macca. <laughs> Beck, uh, what's, uh, you've had the flu, did you say? The influenza A, eh? yeah, mm. yeah. Tell me, what, um, tell me about that. Well, I'm a kitchen coordinator for Meals on Wheels local here, mm. and we're one of the last ones that still cook fresh, hot meals every day. So that's been a bit of a devastating part for me. I've only ever had one day off in the last six, seven years, and uh, I've actually been out for the count. This is coming up for five weeks. My God. So, yeah, it's really devastating. It's really devastating. Uh, I've been sleeping... I've been sleeping up to 20 hours a day, but that's no way I rang you. Anyway, I, I feel um, horribly sad for the people that have lost their lives to this bug this year. Uh, there was a young 19-year-old boy whose family, if they're listening, I, I uh, shed a lot of tears. I'm almost 50, and uh, sorry, but I shed a lot of tears that such a young, fit man was taken out by by this bug this year. It's been dreadful. It has, certainly has, Beck. And and I remember, um, um, look, it must have been two months ago. Doctor Ross, who's our sort of resident um, yes. medic, yep. he he, yep. he said uh, he told us that he told us that it was uh, going to be the worst year, was the worst year already, and uh, that the 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 virus had sort of transmogrified and and there was various strains of it. I I didn't even realise. Um, I don't know what to say, Maka. It just started off just like, I don't know, just a bug. And being me, I thought I could fight it. Mm. And I'm allergic to penicillin, so I didn't go to a doctor for a couple of weeks. And I work in aged care. So last year when I got the flu needle, um, I actually got really, really sick. But So this year I made the decision not to get it. And uh, I don't know if that's a good decision or not. Mm. But I know so many people that have had the flu injection and have gone down with this thing. Yeah, well, there was different strains. That was that's what the doc said. Now, Beck, tell me this: you're on Swansea. What are you doing out? Why aren't you at home in bed? Uh, what are you doing on Swansea um, Channel? F- fishing or because, something? Because, Beck, mm. I'm so excited. I'm kind of, I'm almost bouncing because I'm so excited to talk to you. I've never rung you before, and I've listened to you for thirty years. And you make Sunday mornings the light of my life. Well, thank you. That's good. You do, you yep. do. And everybody, everybody that rings you, just and yep. as you know, it's not just you; it's the whole country. That's right. And I still remember, uh, so many years ago, a guy ringing you 
his yacht was sinking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. And he rang you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was blown away. Uh, at the time, I was living on three hundred acres up in the Never Neverland and raising my little son by myself. And um, but anyway, that- now he's twenty five. I'm just fishing. I'm fishing on Fancy Channel. Well, you look after yourself. You've got to rest. I think the best thing, apart from anything else, and as the doc, good doc would tell you, Beck, plenty of sleep, plenty of sleep, plenty of rest. That's all the only I've been thing. Doing, that's all I've been doing. But, uh, yeah, I've just joined a new fishing club, and I'm not going to let the – I've never been one to let the boys outfish me. <laughs> all right. Good on you. It's the first year I've never had my own boat. So uh, I'm a landlubber at the moment. And I just wanted to say, because you do like to know what it's like, um, it's an extraordinarily beautiful dawn here, and I've got kookaburras and magpies and uh, all I feel those, like. Good on you, Becky. The, you got to fly, but nice to talk to you. I'll we'll, I'll meet you sometime. Where do you live? At Swansea. Swansea, yeah. All right, I'll see you there sometime. Good on you, Beck. Bye, darling. See you. Bye. G'day, this is Macca. G'day, Macca. It's Michael. Oh, uh, yeah, Michael. How are you, Michael? Where are you? I'm in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us another. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what, is, what are you doing in New York, Michael? Tell me. Well, Mac, I know you've been wondering um, how the mighty New York Kookaburras Cricket Club has done this summer. And oh. so I thought I'd call you with an update and give you some good news. Yes, good, good. Tell us. We, uh, this year we won back the New York Ashes against the New York England team and the New York Chapel Hadley against the Kiwis. So uh, I know you were very disappointed that we lost both of those last year, but I'm sure you're pleased to hear we won them back and, and went undefeated this year. Well, it's good to know that at least one Australian cricket team is doing okay because the, uh, the one that gets paid all the money not doing too well, apparently. Yeah, well, we're not getting paid a thing, so uh, maybe there's something in that. Maybe, maybe, Michael. Michael, um, I've talked to you before, haven't I? You rang me last year or the year before or something? That's right. Yeah, um, and you're in New York. Uh, you work there. Tell us again what you do. That's right. I work for a bank. When I'm not, uh, when I'm not busy captaining the kookaburras, I, uh, I trade currencies for a bank in New York. And how long have you been there, Mike? Eight years now. And is that, uh, if I come to New York, can I look you up and you, can you take me for coffee or something to show me around the place? Please do. That would be, uh, that'd be my pleasure. Yeah, I'd love to do that. love to do that. So, Michael, th- these, uh, your, your uh, members of the Kookaburras, they're all uh, Aussies living and working over there? That's right. Yep, everyone's from New York and we play about once a month from May through to September. Okay, and and you play against what? Um, is there any Americans play play the game of cricket? Yes, there is actually. So last weekend we went to Philadelphia. There's two American cricket clubs there: Philadelphia Cricket Club and Marion Cricket Club. Beautiful facilities. They're all private clubs, um, but there was a lot of cricket in Philadelphia back in the day before baseball took over. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's two two clubs still survive, and and every year we go down and play against them, and they're mostly Americans. There you go. Well, that's a great thing to do, isn't it? A great thing to do and a great way to meet people. And, yeah, Philadelphia, because the, the, uh, the English were there first, weren't they, in, in, especially in North America, Boston and Philadelphia and all that sort of stuff. So I suppose the tradition survives, Michael. Yeah, there's quite a bit of cricket, actually, in the northeast. 
in all those cities you mentioned. And it's actually growing. I'm told it's one of the fastest growing sports in America. So there's a bit of hope that we'll bring it back. Yeah, well, it just means it's another competitor for our Australians. So next thing the, America, <laughs> the Americans have a cricket team, they'll be knocking us off as well. Yeah, well, I'll be a scout for you. I'll keep you posted on their progress. <laughs> All right, Michael. Uh, anything else to report, mate? No, weather's getting a bit cooler, but that's nice. Not too hot. Nice, uh, nice fall, and the trees are changing. It's a good time of year here. Yeah, and and you enjoy living in. You must do. I mean, is it just um, obviously if you're a, if you're a dealer, are you you're getting a good salary? But um, obviously, uh, you enjoy living in New York. Yeah, I do. It's a fun place, and um, America is very diverse, and there's a lot of interesting places to visit, and um, it's nice to get out of the city, and I'm able to do that, so it's a good balance. Yeah. Michael, we've got your number, haven't we? Because you know, I'll, I'll look you up. I'll, you'll get a phone call, and I'll say, it's Mac, or I'm at the airport. What do I do? <laughs> That's a deal. I'll meet you there. All right. Okay, Mike. Good on you, mate, and congratulations. Did you win a trophy? Do you, what, what do you get? Yeah, there's there's trophies. We've we've got sponsorship from a couple of Aussie banks for the for the Ashes and the Chapel Hadley, and there's a, actually one of the Philadelphia games is a trophy called the Gregory Cup, which dates all the way back to the first Australian Test team who uh, toured England back in the 1800s, and on their way back to Australia, they visited Philadelphia. So there's a trophy that survives from all that time. And every year we play for the trophy against Marion Cricket Club, so it's a good little tradition. Yeah, that's was that Jack Greg, Greg? Did you say Gregory? Gregory Cup. Yep, is Jack that, Gregory. Was that Jack Gregory? Yeah, I've, I've read about him. Yeah, and look, mate, I yeah. I do bowl a little, uh, you know, quite a handy leg break. So I'm on, you could uh, rope me in. Yeah, well, if you time your trip right, we'll uh, we'll definitely rope you in for a game. All right, mate. Um, and I usually back second or third drop, something like that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> I'm only feeling good on you, Michael. Good luck, mate. Thanks for your call. Cheers. All the best. Okay, mate. Bye. <whistles> Haley's in France. Good morning, Haley. Hi, Maka. How are you? Oh, good, good. What's happening? Not much. I'm just calling from France tonight. It's 9.30 Saturday here. Yeah. My dad listens to the show every Sunday and he's on a well-earned day off today and I was just calling to say happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> what, what, is, what does your dad do? What? He's a truck driver. Oh, I see. And, and Sunday's his day of rest, is it, or sometimes? He's just taken a few days off to do some work around the house, so it coincided well with his birthday. Uh-huh. And uh, Hayley, what are you doing? Why are you in France? I'm in France. My husband plays rugby over here, so we moved over about five years ago um, for him to pursue his rugby career. All right. What's his name? Uti Mananoa. That's easy for you to say. Um... (laughs) (laughs) It is. I'm used to it now. The French, he's quite uh, not used to it yet, but... (laughs) So he is... And where's he from? He's from... um... He's from Auckland, but we... He came over to Brisbane to play rugby for a little while, and then he got moved over here. I see. So yeah. what, that must be interesting too, like uh, Michael living in New York. He's been there for eight years, but, um, um, yeah, living in France must be um, have its moments. Yeah, it's. Um, I get a little bit homesick sometimes, but we have a nice group of friends over here now, which is which helps a lot. But, yeah, I do miss Australia, and I do miss my family and friends a lot. 
but it is nice. It's quite different. It's a beautiful country, though. Nice to see a lot of different things and go different places. So I'm really enjoying it. And a lot of people have been in, a lot of Australians have been over in France and uh, Belgium, northern France, because of the commemorations of battles like Passchendaele and stuff, which has been on in the last couple of weeks. So um, yeah, there's always a lot of Australians over in France, especially in this last four or five years commemorating um, the First World War years, you know, from 14 to 18. So um, and, and there's a big a big year coming up next year, which is the end of the First World War, 100 years. So um, Yeah, my mum and dad actually want to come over and see all those kinds of places one day. So I'm hoping that we'll be here for a few more years so they get to do that. Hayley, tell me about um, your uh, summer and your you getting cool now, coming into autumn, winter. Yeah, well, here it's currently zero degrees. Wow. <laughs> so, so where it, are you? It changed, you in... it changed pretty quick. Where are you? Are you in Paris or? No, we're in Aurillac. So we're pretty much right in the middle of France, uh-huh. surrounded by mountains, so very cold. <laughs> yeah. Cold for most of the year, which is very different coming from Brisbane. I'll say. And what... Um... What's your what's your dad's name? Brian Dara. And where's he live? He lives in Brisbane. Happy I'm bir- sure he's enjoying a nice cup of tea right now. Yeah, Happy well, birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> All right, Haley, great to talk. All right, thank you, Maka. Have a good day. Good on you. Bye. Bye. Good day, this is Maka. Morning, Maka. How are you this morning? Good, thank you. I'm going to give you my view from my office window. I've got the wipers going. <laughs> Murky weather, heavy cloud, puddles on the road, and I can't see the second trailer from the spray off the wheels. Fantastic. Rain. <laughs> right, where are you? What's your name? Algie. And where are you, Algie? I'm between Ning and then uh, Nevertire now. Right, and is this a good time for the rain? I know because it's been dry out there, hasn't it? Well, it's as dry as the mother-in-law's kiss at the moment. The, the, the contrast here, when you look on the side of the road, it's absolutely straw, and you look over in a wheat field, and it's as green as a billiard table. There you so go. There, uh, there'll be a lot of smiling cockies here this morning, I can tell you. And what are you doing out there, Algie? I'm taking a road train out to a place called Emdale and swapping over with an Adelaide driver. And what are you carrying on your road train? On this truck, there'll be produce out of Queensland, and I'll be picking up, I would reckon, spaghetti or pasta from the other truck. We, we swap trailers. No carrots. Carrots. There's a glut of carrots, apparently, <laughs> Algie. Well, uh, carrots, car- well, carrots do come from South Australia, uh, from Pinaroo, I think they come from, but yeah. uh, I don't know whether that harvest is over or not. Yeah, well, it probably, yeah, well they've been harvesting because apparently there's a glut of, uh, glut of carrots, uh, but anyway, Algie. Right. Well, carrot, carrots make carrot juice, and carrot juice is good for you. <laughs> well, that's what they say. You've been, uh, you get around, Algie. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, yeah I'm, I was in Sydney all week. Uh, we've got a produce store there ourselves and I've got my little truck and I do weekend work as a changeover driver for a national carrier and I've got a, a small olive grove at a place called Colli. Uh-huh. And isn't, isn't a rain something as simple, well it's not simple but you know what I mean, something as simple as a, a shower of rain especially when it's heavy after it's been so dry, just a wonderful thing Algie. Well, we have. I dug a. I dug a seven hundred thousand litre hole in January, and it hasn't rained since. Uh, to obviously to catch water, and uh, to look at it, it's depressing. And you know the the the, the, the strawy coloured ground, the, the cracks in the ground, and uh, even the, even the poor old olive trees, the leaves are sort of looking drab. But it wasn't raining when I left home this morning, but it, it was starting to sprinkle when I left Dubbo, and now it's full on rain here. It's a, uh, you know, it's a sight to behold. I can tell you. 
Yeah, well, we had a we had a call earlier this morning from Joel. The first call this morning was about quarter to six or ten to six or something like that, and he was wind rowing out at Canamble, um, which is sort of in that area. So I hope that's not going to affect uh, any harvest. But a lot of harvest has just been they've turned the the cattle onto it or the sheep onto the onto the crop because it's. Well, that wind that wind roller fella probably wouldn't want this right now. No, you know, it'll spoil it for him. So, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, we live in a land where. You know, over the over the distance, one man wants it and one man doesn't want it. Yeah, exactly. It, it never comes when you need it. Put it that way. Exactly. And, it, and it's uh, it's getting heavier by the minute where I'm heading, so I'm suggesting it's coming in from the southwest. It'll head across the central west to the northeast. So if you're in that area, well, I think New South, all of New South Wales should get it or get some of it anyway. Yeah, all right. But as, long, as long as I get 65 mil, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let you go. You have a good day. It's lovely to talk to you, Algie. Uh, keep in touch, mate. I will do. Take care. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Hello, Macca. My name's Jackie. I'm calling from Stoneville, which is east of Perth in WA. Uh-huh. And I just thought I'd let you know you're not the only early bird. I'm up early today because I'm a dog trainer. And <laughs> Right, <laughs> and I've got classes starting soon, so I'm getting myself all organised to help all the lovely people with their naughty pooches. Yeah, these are young dogs or old dogs. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, Jackie, or can you? Oh, you can. You can train a dog at any age. It just takes a little bit longer, just like us oldies. <laughs> it takes a bit longer. <laughs> how long you? How long you been a dog whisperer? I started training dogs when I was nine years old, and I turned professional in the early eighties. Uh-huh. I've been doing it a long time. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's teaching the people. The dogs are the easy <laughs> <laughs> They're the easy things to train. Yeah, send the dogs home and just keep the people, eh, and tell them what to do. Yeah, I actually, uh, when I start a class, I, I have a seminar, and they all have to train each other, not to do silly things like sit on the floor or anything, mm. but they're not allowed to speak. They have to do it all by... Um, uh, marking behaviour so the dog knows which way to go. So when they're doing it with each other, they have a ball. Uh-huh. So it helps them realise just how much they can actually confuse their dog. So it's a real helpful exercise in that way. They stop blaming the dog. It's not the dog. <laughs> um, um, I would have thought in this busy um, world we live in that less and less people have dogs now, or, or is that wrong? Do you... It- do you- well, what has changed, Macca, is people have less time to really train the dog properly or to yeah. spend time with the dog. But sadly, more people are getting dogs more as an asset to have than something to actually do stuff with. And, and that's quite sad because dogs are actually a working animal. They're not, a, not really designed to be a pet. They like to work their brains. You work a dog's brain, you have a quiet, calm dog. Mm. Um, and people just don't put that time in, and sometimes not many people even walk their dogs properly. Yeah. You think, why do you have a dog if you don't want to spend that time with the dog? Um, so the dogs, sadly, spend a lot of time locked in the backyard while the owner's out at work with nothing to do, and if they're not trained, they end up in the, the dog homes, and I think that that is becoming a seriously major problem in Australia. Mm. So, so I don't how we stop that. <laughs> so, Jackie, um, what's uh, life like in... St- is Stoneville a suburb? Stoneville is a suburb of Perth. It's actually part of Mundaring. It's in the Shire of Mundaring. Mm-hmm. Um, I live on... Um, I'm lucky to live on acreage, and it's still very rural, but it is not as rural as when I first lived here. It's starting to sort of get a bit more residential. Uh-huh. But work-wise, that's not a bad thing for me. 
Um, and with the rain we've had this year, the dam is looking a lot more healthy. We were getting seriously low in water here, so now we've got to not think we've got a lot and start wasting it, but it's been a really good winter for us. Um, so hopefully things might improve a bit more because water was becoming a serious problem here. Now, do you need a, do you need a break from... You don't do this seven days a week, do you, train dogs and their owners? I mean, that would, you'd, you'd seriously need some downtime, wouldn't you? You do. Um, I seem to go good all year, and then towards the end of the year, I start to <laughs> wear out a bit. Finish I do it uh, five days a week. I do training. Yeah, a lady I used to work with used to call it finish line fever. As as, <laughs> as, as Christmas was, as a Christmas as Christmas is approaching. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Start absolutely. to. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a long year, and we, you, you're very busy, and you know uh, people want things done. They want them done, and yeah, it's a, yeah, just. Uh, it's, you do need a break, don't you, Jackie? You do, and I think the hard part for a dog trainer is it's a strain emotionally because people expect way too much way too soon. Um, they do tend to want to blame the dog. They're very demanding of expectations. And when you understand the dog and how it learns, that can be emotionally draining because you, you've got to keep defending the dog without blaming the owner. And, and try to turn them around, and, and it does, it exhausts you. By the end of the year, you've really, you've had it, <laughs> and you need to have, I have a month off, I just take a month off and just enjoy my own dogs, and that's it. Well, I'll come and see you in Stanville sometime, Jackie. Um, oh, um, welcome, Macca. Okay, and nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you very much. Good enjoy on you. Bye. Bye. Bye.